We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Julia Show, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And uh, new this month for My Talk 1071's Listener Rewards Program. You still have that $250 back to school shopping spree available. Also, sunshade chairs. And you can't go wrong with Caribou Coffee gift cards. Get the app, please. Stream online. Get registered. See all the prizes uh, in Listener Rewards on our app or the website at MyTalk1071.com. Thanks so much. Oh, I love talking to that Adrian McKinchy, oh. the chain. I talked to him about the Uber driver. He said he was the worst Uber driver. He said probably ever. He said the comments he would get, he was an Uber driver when the, the author thing yeah. wasn't working out. He said it was so bad that people said, I could walk faster than you're driving. Oh, my God. That's how bad Serious? an Uber driver. Yes. Okay, that is really... <laughs> oh, he's a good writer. Funny. Yeah. And just really... That he gets a call like that out of the blue, and that was just two years ago. Well, Don Winslow was a fan of his Irish detective series. What's the name of that? I can't. I, even... I don't even know. Yeah, he's I not even promoting it. No, I think I he's. I don't know. He's uh, he's a book critic for the Sydney Morning Herald, the Irish Times, and the Guardian. But he he's a dozen crime novels. He won every award you could get. An Edgar. Ned Kelly, the Barry. Sean Duffy is the Sean Sean Duffy. Duffy. Yeah. So people may know that. But anyway, it just wasn't, you know. It wasn't bringing in the money. People weren't buying them. He's 50 years old, and this is when his life-changing phone call. I love this. The book is so, and he was right about it. Um, The women are not victims in it. They're heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. Well, Don Winslow says this belongs in the same company as Gone Girl, Silence of the Lambs. Totally agree with that. Oh, totally. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why, and we've had a lot of thrillers, I'd say, in the last, you know, couple years, but... I wonder if we are drawn to thrillers and because the news right now is just like can, is so terrifying. It's like you want to read something that's even scarier so that it, I don't know, in a weird well, way, it's one, comforting. It's like that's why all these zombie and uh-huh. all these sort of movies are at kind of or TV shows it's are escapism it's at esca- its finest. Fine, yes. That's but I it. think for me, reading this, it was just like, Oh no. Oh no. And then that happened. Oh no. But I think you could see yourself doing it. 
That was the difference for well, me in reading this. I think all of us could relate to the character. If you're a parent. If you're a parent. Yeah. yeah. If you're a parent. But you would but do I don't, that for your husband or something. No, uh, maybe not. It, to me, it was just a great book. Yeah. Oh, it didn't just, give any extra, you know, it didn't I kept resonate thinking, with me. I kept I thinking think, I could see myself doing that. Yeah, I get that. I mean... I, the masterminds behind the chain, which is, you know, in the book, is that basically parents will do anything for their kids. And, and the true. story shows that. It's true. Yeah. So, anyway, really good. Point. I would be very curious to see who ends up starring. producing it, starring it, directing, in it, it. directing it. But yeah. it'll be like, I was really wanted to know what production company. No, well, he said Paramount in the but, guy. But it's the production yeah, company. No, I know, the but the guy who is the agent wrote Armageddon, and what was the other one but he wrote? But that doesn't, like, is it Plan B? Is it Reese Witherspoon? We should have asked him that. I'll tweet him that. Will you tweet him? Uh, we just want to know key. if it's a woman-run production company. Right. That's what we'll ask. He, he also said he would give anything for a cameo in the movie, even if it's a guy He should oh, ask for that in coffee. his yes. contract, like you know? Stan Lee did. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Over Hitchcock, but they yeah. were his movie. This is he yeah, should, yeah, he should it, totally it, do that. I just and he had such enthusiasm in his voice because this just changed everything for him. Well, yeah. And the book is that good. I mean, he got evicted from his house. I know. Yeah, I mean, these that's dire. Who thinks they're going to all of a sudden get a seven figure advance Some, for a book and then a, whatever he got for the movie? And then I'm sure he's hard at work on his next book. I bet. All right, we could have talked to him. For we could have talked to him forever. We were running out of time, but anyway, okay. Adrian McKinney. The book is the chain. Um, uh, we will take the seventh caller right now for the marvelous memories panel with Rachel Brosnahan and Kevin Pollack, which is this Sunday at the O'Shaughnessy at one p.m. And of course, they're from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, the season three trailer came out, and you know, Debbie did Dallas, and Midge is doing uh, Miami because Midge, the stand-up comic. And heroine of Marvelous Miss Maisel is going on the road. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what no. we see in season yep. three. So 651-641-1071, seventh caller. And in the trailer that was released Monday, and we did uh, post it, um, Sterling K. Brown makes his appearance mm-hmm. in the show. We don't know what his role is, but I mean, when you watch the trailer, nightclubs, Hula hoops, fist fights, 1950s Florida hotels. It's an explosion of... Fantasticness. Yes. <laughs> yes. In a time also long ago and far away. Oh my gosh. Looks like fun. Yeah, that would be a fun panel to go to, really. It's on Sunday. Could, yeah, yeah. It is, it's Sunday. So, anyway, we were giving away tickets all week. And of course, uh, that show got nominated for 20 Emmy nominations, which we'll be finding out in September how many they're taking home. So, anyway, and check out that trailer. It's really. It really is fun. And she's embarking on a USO tour to meet the troops. So I am wondering if the Sterling K. Brown, like if he's going to be an Air Force sergeant or the liaison or something like that with the USO. I could see him being a military guy. Oh, the clothes. Uh, yeah, it's it's the just clothes. magical. Jane Lynch is in it, too. Yes. Oh, it well, she looks... was in it. Oh, she was. She plays the lady right. from the Brooklyn uh, comic that's a takeoff of a real Sophie, Sophie Turner. Sophia, Sophie Turner. Like it was a real. She was a real vaudeville. Um, she's loosely based, and that somebody. comes back like in December or November to warm us up for the cold. December sixth. All right, so December we have something 6th, to do. Yeah. 
Before the holidays. Yeah. So anyway, Donnie is uh, giving those tickets away. Lizzo. Here's a Lizzo alert. She is performing on the Today Show on Friday. Well, she is. The Today Show booked Lizzo. This is like the third time she's been on the Today Show this summer. Yeah. Mm. She was on. Yeah. She was. Okay. She was on like the third. But she's in like she's doing the concert in the plaza. So she's going to get a lot of airtime. Well, she's on the same day as Taylor Swift. No, Taylor is Thursday. Thank you, Lori, for noting that. Taylor Swift Lover is on Thursday. She I think GMA? she's at GMA at Central Park, so Lizzo is Not out. Not a morning the, show guest can get the, by you. I know it. So, um, And then, anyway, I really want Lizzo. There are three new fan voting categories for the MTV VMAs. Okay. And Power Anthem is one. Yes. Okay. Lizzo uh, featuring Missy Elliott, Tempo. Oh, yeah. I know with the tempo. Come yeah. On. I'm printing those words. It's for up us. against seven rings. Okay. Okay. And then also for um, Song of the Summer, Truth Hurts, which I think flat out is better than Boyfriend. Not I'm better sorry. than Old Town Road. I'm sorry. That's it is better than Old Town Road. It is better According than Sucker. I don't care. Bad guy. That's the best song. I'm going to vote for this just because. It is better than Old Town Road, even though radio doesn't recognize it. Is it the bad words? It is the bad words because every word is a swear word. So (laughs) he can't even sing it. And okay. Anyway, but those are fan faded. So we'll see. We'll see if she, you know, wins any of them. But they introduce, they're trying to get more people involved. Obviously, they've got three new categories for the fans to vote on. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. We well, wish you well. I know. It's just for mm-hmm. 24 hours, Julia, so you got to get on it. I can guarantee you I'm going to let you do that one. I've got other things to get on. All it's right. Time Donnie, did we thoughts. get somebody? Very excited, uh, Emma and Egan. Okay. Said, Are you calling? For I sure am. Oh, good, oh, good, good. All right, yeah. cool. Well, good. I'm glad, Emma, that you won. We come back. It's time uh, for Random Thoughts. And again, we'll be giving away those marvelous uh, Maisel memories all week long. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people. Here's what we need to know today. I think that this is silly, silly, silly. But um, do you... According to Consumer Reports in an EPA study, they're to promote energy efficiency in your home... You should have your thermostat. Thermostat. I like thermos. It's your f- furnace. I just got something from Aquarius Home <laughs> Furnace. Thermostat. It's a thermostat. Furnace and thermostat. That's a good word. Yeah, thermostat. <laughs> All right, people. Okay. Gosh, my brain works amazing. It does. They I say, like how that works. You should keep your house at seventy-eight degrees when you're home, and eighty-five when you're not home. 78 degrees. I've heard that. Why? That feels hot. It does feel warm. Doesn't that feel like too warm in the winter? Why do you think that is, Donnie? Uh, I'll tell you. Not only in the winter, but they even say in the summer. You keep 78. No. All right, here's what, this is just last month, Consumer Reports released some um, air conditioning setting recommendations to cut down on energy and usage. The well, cool- that hasn't been a problem this summer. No, it hasn't. The coolest you should have your... I turn my down for mugginess every once in a while. The coolest you should keep your house 
The coolest is 78 degrees. No way. I think you keep your house how you like it. I don't know who these people are to tell us that we should be doing this, that, and the other thing. They're the people that are telling us to save um, money on energy, Lori, but I like you. (laughs) Do what you want, people. Well, it's your... I mean, some people run cold. Some people run hot. Some people switch off every 10 seconds. Hot, cold, hot, cold. You know what today is, people. I don't know if people really pay that stuff any attention. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, there's a new study that identifies the most unfriendly state in America and mm. the friendliest. Okay. Release Monday, the results of the big seven sponsored story says New Yorkers can be kind as long as you don't dawdle, dwaddle on the sidewalk or hold up traffic taking Instagram photos. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Or not know how to order coffee at a deli. Order at a deli. Oh, they, New Yorkers. Let's go. Let's go. Let's they go. Had, they had. Neither is the person waiting on you. <laughs> that was my big eye-opening thing in New York. Whoa! You got to know. There's no. That's right. Um. No, you no. need to know exactly what you're ordering. What do you want, lady? Excuse <laughs> me. Reminds me of when I was in the Schwamigan bike race, uh-huh. and um, everyone's oh, so. everyone's biking and doing everything in my my um my chain. Okay jams uh-huh. and we're not very far in and i pull over this nice gentleman who is like a serious biker why did he stop i had lipstick on oh, oh there you go i'm gonna put some on so i'm just this is now i'll go back to the deli okay. if you have nice lipstick on, maybe you can no get no 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 mm-hmm. you don't think mm-hmm. poor no. guy he had <laughs> shaved his legs and everything to be smoother and more efficient in the wind i thought it was very nice so lipstick does help in these situations all right Speaking of lipstick, I'm just going to get out of this. The friendliest state, by the way, was Minnesota. Homey oh, feels locals go the extra mile to welcome tourists. Not to their cabins. Not to no. their cabin. You'll never get invited okay. to a cabin. Because there's not that many dinner. bedrooms at a cabin. <laughs> yeah, but it's people are stingy. Oh, please. You're not, but... Please. You know. All right, so this morning on the Today Show, they did timeless beauty products. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to I love this. Catch up. It was a so, good one. I thought so. For 173 years, Pond's cold cream has been out there. And while I haven't used it in years, it smells like Grandma Julia. My mom gives me a tub, uh, you know, Does she every really? year when I see her at Christmas. It removes your eye makeup. Mm-hmm. It moisturizes. It removes makeup. I'm going to start buying it. I haven't. They still like it for that purpose. Don't, they do. Don't they? Yeah. Because it's kind of multi purposes. It's a mm-hmm. moisturizer, it's a cleanser, and it removes eye- mascara, which is always a bear. Um, the Maybelline Great Lash, the pink and green, is still number one out there. People love, love, love it. I always have to get the. I don't like getting uh, the waterproof. No, you have to check because I still use the waterproof sometimes, though, in the summer. Um, hard to get it's, off. It's too hard. I, I'm i at the age where I'm treating my eyelashes as carefully as the skin around my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using... I Yeah. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Whatever. I mean, it's true, though. I know. I know. know? But then you look around at guys that are the same age and they still have a lush fringe. Well, that's because you could use lilac. You could use uh, use other uh, things. My eyes are too sensitive. Yeah, I'm too yeah. lazy. Okay, well, um, there you go. One right. sensitive, one's lazy. Yep, Par there you for go. The yep. Uh-huh. Essie nail um, polish color ballet slippers. Oh, that's, I love that pink. Yep. Mm-hmm. I looked at mine. Mine said something else because I brought it in today. Um, Revlon lipstick. Oh, you took off your traffic cone nails. I did. So you had traffic cone orange. Bright orange. Uh-huh. They look like little traffic cones on the end of her they little, Why'd you take of her little tiny fingers. Because started to chip, and I, oh. that's just a, I like to peel it off. I like to peel I think it. you got sick of your fingernails glowing in the dark. Listen, I could give the <laughs> finger like no one else. Um, the, the red that has been around, the iconic red in four of these sell every minute. Revlon lipstick cherries in the snow mm, that's a classic because it has a little blue in it uh-huh. which makes your teeth look white cherries in the snow rosebud salve you and i've had these containers forever i finally threw my nail salve because it was just melting all over my car but it does something for everybody and then um the other one it sounds like a lazy beauty segment like they just went back to all the basics i kind of liked it because they're just saying you don't right. have to spend 450 dollars on tom ford's near serum that it. has the revolutionary so this like this it's is like, your basic beauty thing right back mm-hmm. to the basics all right fine, i really sorry. like that. that part. so i like that a lot all right so going back to something else they, the last one was a lancome wasn't it a lancome product it At was that Elizabeth point, I, Arden. I had z- zoned out. All right. Today's National Radio Day. Here's some fun facts. Everybody listens to radio. If you want to reach anybody, number one way to do it is on our good old radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Gugliano Marconi set the first ever sent the first ever radio transmission in the year 1896. That's why the Marconi Award is called the Marconi Award. I never He's knew the that. Father of radio. That's, that's a that's a little bit of a blonde moment. Is it? Well. Well, we're going to move on because that's school. just enough. That Lori didn't know that. Mm. You didn't Did know you know that? Donnie, is that why that's a blonde no. moment for Lori? Well, okay, I'll take it back. I mean, I did not know I, that. I just thought you knew Marconi did the radio. I sh- maybe I did learn it yeah. in journalism or communications class back in college, but Donnie, that was a while ago. Okay. <laughs> um, AM, AM <laughs> yeah. stands for amplitude modulation. Yeah. FN's, FM stands for frequency modulation. Yeah. Uh, the first ever commercial radio station was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, KDKA. That's right. Okay. Radio is to the east of the river. Use a W as the first call letter. What are we, Donnie? W. We're K's. Well, they didn't start to enforce that until a little bit later. That's why you've got some K's east of the Mississippi and some W's west of the Mississippi. But it was supposed to be K's. I never knew that. Yes. Yes. What's our what's our call letters? K S T P. No, it's no, it's W F M P. W F M P. No, no, not anymore. Our <laughs> K T M Y is our, our oh, call. Oh yeah, letters. that's here at my talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't know what question you were asking, Julie. <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> it really was for all of us, including yourself. You got that power over me. Got 
Remember the lake in the moonlight. Remember you shivered and shone. I'll never forget what you look like. Joey, I'll have you know I voted on MTV.com for Lizzo 10 times for Best New Artist. All the other voting I had to do on Insta. Too much work. We probably don't even know how to log in. To I don't. Account. I don't. You've <laughs> never given me the keys to the kingdom. I really haven't. No, you never have given no. me the code. You know the code for Twitter. I do. But I don't know the code it's for okay. Insta. So if you want to vote, if you want to vote for us on Insta, you have to go to MTV. I just voted online. All right. For Lizzo. She got all 10 of my votes for best new artist. All right. Fingers crossed. Well, I just, I mean, just love her. Love her. Okay. So Coco, remember your little tennis phenom, Coco, the, she got the wild car into the qualifying draw at Wimbledon, uh, where she became the youngest player to qualify for the main draw in the history of Wimbledon. Yes. And then, uh, you know, she defeated Venus in her first round, got to the fourth round. Every one of her matches were the most watched of the day in the United States. I believe it. Did well, you know it was that? just exciting to watch it, it her. Was. And someone so young and fresh and she's got a good story she does you know it's a new person to root for yeah and it's kind of has been the same old faces in tennis you know for a long time and we um, would like it if the u.s men would you know pick it up pick pick it it up up. a little bit well here's robin roberts uh abc had a nice uh they did a package they must have sent robin to florida she got to interview the grandparents and the parents and do an in-depth story story on coco so Here's the first one, uh, Robin asking her about, you know, what it meant to her to be, you know, make history at Wimbledon. You had time now to kind of reflect on what you accomplished? Uh, not really. I feel like it's harder to kind of wrap my head around it because I just looked up to her for so long. And sometimes I'll tell my dad, like, I got to play Venus. Can you believe it? Uh-huh. So for me, it's crazy. The stands were full. People yeah. were cheering your name. Everybody wanted a picture with you. I wanted your autograph. What was that experience like for you? Um, for me, it was crazy because growing up, I just thought about winning tournaments and playing Wimbledon in the Grand Slams, but I never thought about all that would come with it. So I guess I kind of didn't really prepare myself for it, I guess. And um, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> but um, to me, it's just, I mean, it's crazy how many people actually know my name. I mean, because she's yeah. ranked 141. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah. as of July. I mean, mm-hmm. that is her ranking. It was just like she catapulted, boom. And both of her parents were NCAA collegiate athletes in yeah. uh, yes. b- basketball, track, and field. And so Coco played all those sports mm-hmm. and then only decided to focus on tennis like when she was like 10, uh, 11, a little, younger, like, a little I think bit said, younger well, than we'll that. Find out okay, we'll find they... out. Here we go. Do you remember the first time you picked up a tennis racket? Um, I do. I think I was, yeah, six. And I was at home when we lived in Atlanta and earliest tennis memory I remember is just me hitting against the garage. I guess that's how it started. <laughs> when did it all sink in that, hey, I'm pretty good at this? I always like try to push myself. Like I know that I'm doing well, but I don't tell myself, oh, I'm pretty good, I mm-hmm. think, because I think I can always improve. You don't enter a tournament unless you want to win it. Yeah. Is that, it? is that right? Yeah, because I won't step on the court unless I think I can win. I think it's just silly for me to go into a match thinking that I'm going to lose mm-hmm. or thinking that I'm lucky to be here because it took a lot of work to be here. Yeah, she won the Little Mo 8 and Under was mm-hmm. her first thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. 
Can you? I would love to see eight year olds play tennis. Yeah. Oh, they're cute. You I, can you watch the tennis channel? They have so much on it. But she, yeah, she did get a wild card entry into the U.S. Open, so oh, she good. so she, she will be yeah in that. Okay, uh-huh. well let's uh, let's play the next one, Donnie. I think it's their mom. Mom talking to you. What advice can you give to parents who have children that are participating in sports, whether it's at the level of Coco or Little League? My biggest thing with her is be grateful that you have the opportunity to to play. My biggest advice to parents is um, be appreciative that you are able to cheer your child on to victory or and defeat and be able to hug them if they lose. One of the biggest things with, with Coco is that you're going to um, act accordingly on the court. Make your country proud. You're representing people. And you're representing yourself, more importantly. Oh, that's, isn't that well, the truth? And, and yeah. she held herself um, with such grace and confidence. It was really fun to watch. It was 15. really, really cool to watch because I don't know how you do that. But, you know, um, they're saying... Starting next Monday, the U.S. Open starts in, um, what is it, Flushing Meadows or yes, Arthur yes, Stadium yes, Arthur in New York. And um, ticket sales are through the rough. I think there's a lot of excitement about some of the younger U.S. players. Absolutely, A, a big one just dropped out today, this uh, American teenager that we watched. She was a rising star, and um, her father, who was her coach, suddenly died. Her name is Amanda Anasmova. She played in Wimbledon. You saw her play, mm-hmm. but her dad was in longtime coach was found dead Monday. Oh dear! So she just she just dropped um, out. Dropped mm-hmm. out. And I is, mean, is it Serena she had a heart Serena's going to be in it, but okay. she's dropped out of the last two because of back spasm problems. Um, who else did uh, Roger Federer at the Cincinnati Open, which was just this past couple of weeks? Okay, he got you knocked drop out. In your oh, open she knows her tennis. Well, he got wiped out right away. I feel like. If you can't afford U.S. Open tickets, Cincinnati might be a good one because people go play there on the hard surface before the U.S. Open. I didn't know to that. Add it to your oh, calendar look next at year. that. And according to the mayor. And there's got to be some fun stuff to do in Cincinnati. Well, according to the mayor, mm-hmm. Cincinnati has the lowest cost of city living of any major city in the United States. And new companies are welcome to come there. Yeah, I believe it. It's called the Queen City. Is that right? That's the nickname, yep. So it's, it's going to be sunny. But this week, they've got all the people, you know, the juniors and people who are just trying to get into the open are playing. Playing, yeah. But I was looking at some of the clothes to buy for the US Open. I mean, just a basic nice t-shirts like $78. Well, all this sports stuff is wow. like that. I, mean, I was kind of like shocked. It's, yeah, yeah, but that's fun. Tennis is a fun thing to watch. Well, let's hear one more okay. about where is Coco? I where love is her parents. Dream? You're representing America. And you, Robin interviewed the grandparents and yeah. they were just super giddy and sweet. They oh, I love going to the matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone, parents love watch, Sorry, watching yeah. their kids. If it's dance or sports, yeah. it's a fun thing to do. Right, here's the last one. What are your dreams? Well, my tennis dream, I guess, is to be the greatest of all time. My dad always told me that ever since I was a little girl that one day I'll change the world with my racket. So I hope that I can do that and I'm already thinking about ideas on how I can. What kind of ideas can be Um, I think a big focus for me is mental health. Um, I think I want to push that more, I guess, especially now on social media, it's a little bit, I guess, toxic, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I think that, especially being young, that it's important that people kind of recognize it, that it's an issue. When people are watching you Mm -hmm. play, what do you want them to feel? For me, I just want them to feel that anything's possible and that, like, honestly, the sky is the limit. 
Actually, no. <laughs> the sky isn't the limit. You can go as far as you want. And I think that anything is possible at any age or any point in time in your life. Those are some big gold greatest of all times. I mean, isn't no, no, Serena the go-to? I hope, I hope Serena Love gets it. healthy, you know, because she has really struggled this year with her leg, her back. Maybe Serena should just retire. I'm sure she's What about, about that? Because she still wins, Lori. Well, okay, but it's like, you know. Do but, you, but but other people have had really bad years. I, know, I mean, I Nadal but maybe, was like wiped out. Maybe, maybe you know, I mean, how long do you want to play professional tennis? She's been tell doing you this. Tell you can't. Tell, tell it's not fun anymore. Yeah, and it seems like it's not fun for her. That yeah. is the She's impression I get fun. from her. Well, and then she pulled out of that last tournament because of the, her back accident. Yes. Yeah. 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 Here's a cool fact about that little Mo tournament she won at yeah. age eight. That is named after, maybe you know the name, Julia, uh, Maureen Connolly, who was called Little Mo. And she was the first woman to win all four Grand Slam tournaments during the same calendar year. Way back when. Called it a Little Mo in the 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Margaret Court or Margaret Connell? No, this one is Maureen Connolly. Maureen Connolly. Maureen Connolly. I, don't know that name. I don't know that name either. Yeah, yeah. she was very good in the 50s. Oh, we should know that name. Well, yeah. That's when tennis we... balls were white, too. <laughs> Remember, 1972 or three, they changed. Is that right? No, that's when they that changed? That was a fact because they couldn't see him on TV. Uh, yeah. Danny remembers. I do remember white. you telling us that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I, I took up tennis after the balls were yellow. I took it up to meet boys at the Woodland Tennis Court. I'm going to be Is that honest. how you did it? Tenth grade. Yeah, I was like, that's where we got to go. That's where the cute guys are, and they're wearing Tennis cute. players were always cute. So cute, and they had long oh, hair and the did. short shorts. Short shorts, yeah. My oh. friend Kim and I would just stroll <laughs> up, and I had my green... So cute. My tennis green players rod so cute. laver, whatever racket. It was a green wooden racket. A green one. It was an Australian. Racket. Oh, man, I loved it. And we just walk up and... Just hope that we could, and we always got asked, we always got, you know, we always met guys, cute boys. Cute boys played tennis when we were in high school. I think I think they still play. Yeah, it was it's a big, still a good place yeah. to meet people. I remember people. looking at the yearbook before we moved to Highland Park, mm-hmm. and I looked at the junior high yearbook, and all the cute boys were on the tennis team. Yes. I mean, seriously, I'm like, oh, oh. that's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the goalie was a oh, tennis player. Oh, of course. A tennis yeah. player. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> he was. I mean, I met him filling <laughs> I met him filling water bottles at the fire station when Duluth, we couldn't drink the water because of, they were worried something was in, you know, mm-hmm. asbestos or whatever, mm-hmm. asbestos. So we had to fill water and I was waiting to get water and he was in his tennis whites and when he looked up, I it was like I was struck dumb by light. I mean, because you know I was afraid of boys because mm-hmm. of my hard to believe. Yeah. I was though. I was, <laughs> I and I was you know like tenth grade going mm-hmm. into junior year, so I was a late bloomer, and it was like, I it was like a thunderbolt. <gasps> no, I still remember it. Oh, and he was in his you tennis white. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's so cute. It was so one. And then I was like, oh, it plays tennis, you know. And then I found myself. Hanging out at the tennis court. That's how we. You that know. just seems so odd to see you at a tennis court, Lori. Oh, Julia, I could probably. I played in a tournament with you. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? Fine. Fine. I, no. I can actually. Yeah, she I have, can. I can she actually. Can hit. Hit. We want her to get her arm back. Yeah, Donnie, that's. I'm going to have to become a left hander if I don't uh, get improved. Julia, do you play tennis left handed? 
I did one summer last summer for oh, okay. two months. Yeah. You know, in doubles, it's kind of good to have a lefty and a mm-hmm. righty. Yeah. No, it's it's not natural, mm-hmm. but it's not. It can. It it's started, not unnatural. Right. It's not my time. Is that the right word? Unnatural? Yeah. I mean, I if I don't play tennis for a week, I forget how to hit a forehand. I have to start all over again. Yeah. I mean, wow. honestly, that's really something. No, I'm bad right now. I've <laughs> played for a while. All right. Listen. Well, how about if we Hollywood speak? This lady was only. Too happy oh, to no. take her husband's last name. We'll and right Paula Abdul. Whoa. Whoa. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of oh, this? Oh, so much. Hollywood speaks. Celine, Paula Abdul, Catherine McPhee. Where should we start? Let's start with Paula. Okay. Okay, so she is um, previewing her show right now. Paula Abdul, forever your girl. That's going to be at the Vegas uh, Flamingo Hilton, the Flamingo in Vegas. And here's what she said after rumors that she hooked up with Simon Cowell Mm -hmm. when she was a judge on American Idol. She would like to set the record straight. And this is what she said. I would never sleep with Simon. He'd be too busy looking at himself in a mirror. (laughs) Okay. Poor Paula Abdul is not selling tickets. And she has to bring up Simon Cowell from American uh, Idol yeah, 10 years no, ago. Not good. not good. That is what that means. That she's having to draw on her funny, cute rivalry that she had with him. That sounds like a joke she would have made on American Idol I know. 10 years ago. She also wants you to know when she came up with the choreography for Janet Jackson's Nasty, mm-hmm. I'm Nasty Girl, she came up with that while standing on the edge of her bathtub. Well, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know she did the choreography for I, that. I That's kind of good. Okay. Uh-huh. Catherine McPhee. <clears throat> did she marry that man? Oh, yeah. Okay. She has made it no secret. She's leaning in to that marriage. Oh. Don't you think? Oh, big time. Big time. Big, big, <clears throat> big time. Entertainment Tonight says uh, that Catherine was introduced as Catherine McPhee Foster at a vocal star seminar recently. And Mrs. Did she wheel in her husband? No, I know (laughs) it. Well, Mrs. McPhee Foster had this to say. Oh, dear. I know. Why she said. Um, we've been married, we've been away since we've been married. I just love the ring of it. I'm enjoying it. I'm a romantic. I love the idea. I think it's romantic and it's a great last name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could have been worse. McPhee McFarland or something. I, when I see Catherine McPhee Foster, all I can think of is Nanny McPhee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I almost think she should just be Catherine Foster. You know, well, I know, but they do like to hyphenate. Yeah, the yeah, and then even then, she told uh, E.T. Esther, "How are you getting along with David?" And I hope well. You just got married. Well, he's old and rich, and she's younger than four of his five kids. That's right. Um, she said, "We just love being with each other. There's no arguing, no drama. It's just easy." I thought, yeah, he's old. Rich, she's she younger. goes to bed early. You can. There's do a full generation. The only argument would be like, he's probably got some complicated Wi-Fi password written on the refrigerator that she would like to make shorter and can more condense. It's a 34 year age gap. Yeah, no, I know. Oh. What could there be to argue about except for bedtime? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Please stay up till eight, please, honey. You need to make it to eight tonight. Uh, Chloe and Courtney Kardashian have this to say to the ladies on Instagram who are 
yelling at them. Like one lady said to Chloe, you do know your baby isn't an accessory, right? <laughs> Chloe wrote back, I'm too busy making memories. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Documenting mm-hmm. on Insta. We've got a full crew here. I don't want to be answering this. Just tell them I'm making my memories. I, you know Those what? babies I really, are so cute. They're so cute. I've never seen any kids that cute. I mean, seriously. Well, Those, I mean, they really are beautiful children. beautiful children. Beautiful children. I love I, the pictures. I, I really do. I'm kind of obsessed looking at them. They're kind of cute. But Chloe did a picture of her laying down, covering her nose, and her left <laughs> hip butt implant slid so far over it looked like she was laying Cover, on something covered, here she is covering her sliver of the nose that's turned oh into God. Michael Jackson implant. because no. just shading it I know and then the, the implant is all the way over and it just looks like there's she's laying on a big skin uh, butt of you know like one of those things that you save your lives with the ring lifesaver yeah. sounds yeah. like uh-huh. is like life yeah. preserver the life preserver yeah, throw it in the water you and- can see it's all the way slipped over uh, it's so weird she's really got to figure out the insta game now oh, she's got I you- like the walking down the beach away from the camera holding the baby I think that's a good yeah that's it's good. a good photo. Okay, so the countess was on. She can't hold the baby up to cover her nose all the time. No, she can't. Yeah. True. That baby's cute. Yeah, really. Okay, so the countess was on with Jerry O today. Okay. Oh, I taped it. All right, but I'm going to tell you what she was wearing. So she was wearing a Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni. Yes. Um, dress, mm-hmm. of course. And she had on white um, uh, gloves that went above her elbow. Oh, please. and then she had she is taking this so... big jewels all over it, and uh. then her dress was kind of she was monotone. Oh, she was dressed like she a was cabaret dressed star. like a yeah, cabaret star. And she had a beautiful okay. necklace, and then these huge earrings, and one of them was falling out of her ear. And I just wanted to lean into my TV and hook it on. But here's what she said to Jerry O. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this has been. Jerry was like, you know, it's been a year for you, and she goes, this has not been an easy year for me. I've got a new book that's coming out that's going to talk about my journey. Um, I, you know, it's, it hasn't been an easy year. I am loving being She's too the close cabaret. to her journey um, to be writing all this. I'm in a new place. I'm feeling good. Oh and then she says, in my new book, we're really going to find out what happened that night in Florida. Some of those reports are long, and it could happen to anyone. And so I'm sitting back, because she's not talking about recovery. She's not talking about her sobriety. It's all going to be over in two weeks, she says, when her jail sentence and her community service is right. up. And she goes on to just say, it could have happened to anyone. And I'm like, um, excuse me, Countess, not everyone makes out with a perfect stranger in someone else's hotel room in a hotel right. and gets busted. How could that happen to anyone? Right. That happens to a very drunk person, person. who forgets what room they're in, yeah. forgets who they're making out with. It seems like it's and then, been a problem before this. Right. And then I'm, and, and she's so not accountable for anything. So I just sat there and listened to her be boring and monotone and thought and doing exactly what the women of the new york housewives have told her we're sick of your countess cabaret being shoved down our throat everybody is sick of it but money can't buy you class but Lori, she was just so not she didn't seem like what you would act like if you're in recovery and why should i know that because i maybe know some people but maybe i'm judgy too yeah i know but that's all right i hear you but it could happen to anyone are we done donnie uh, no, I was just throwing that in for oh, fun. Oh, oh well, I thought, thought it was the done. top of the no, hour. No, I was just throwing in the Countess songs oh, that you were doing the Countess But seriously, story. it could happen to anyone. You, you were going to find out what really happened that night in Palm Beach. And I'm like, 
Do yeah, you Luann. really want us to know more? Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah. I just, well, just here, I want you to Hollywood speak this. Okay. this is Celine Dion. Um, she said, I don't want to be the queen. I'm the boss. Hell yeah. I'm the boss. <laughs> Good for her. I think she's letting us know. She's not Beyonce. Pepe is not the boss. Oh. Celine oh, I was is not the boss. Beyonce's the queen. Remember? Yes, Pepe. Pepe. See, she used to work with La Roach, who is an image architect. That's what he calls uh, himself. I don't even know if it's a him or a he. Yeah, it is a him, uh, La Roach. He works with other people. She and then he had some health things, and she wants someone just to work with her. He works with like Zendaya. Oh, I get that. Other people, and so I think uh, you know she's not. I am, she's styling I, herself the with the help of Pepe. All right, I am the boss. That's I am the boss. Okay. I get it. Look at me. Look, Look at, at me. me. What? I'm the boss. And he was an image consultant <laughs> right. or an image what? He calls himself an image architect. Oh my word. Holly's probably heard of that guy's name. La Roach. Stylist. It sounds like a roach clip. La Roach. La Roach. It's, very, it's, it's like a, a Hollywood clip. name, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't even get more Hollywood I, than that okay. name. No. No, <laughs> not really. All right, we'll be back.